Zaborski, and on this wonderful, steamy, warm evening here in Portland, Oregon, I'm joined by my two most excellent friends and co-hosts. As badly as I want to say sweat expert, that sounds gross, so instead I'm going to introduce myself as the catalytic converter expert, Blake. And I am the Procrustean reviewer of this movie, No Sudden Move, Randall. There you go. Dan, should we react to that very <laughs> loudly in a way that you can cut out later? <laughs> no, it's all good. What do you think I paused? Uh, yeah. So we're talking about the movie. No Sudden Move. Yes. Uh, Steven Soderbergh. Directed, starring John Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro. David Harbour. Da- David Harbour. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Thank you. I, the, he got the, fat, dude. I'm fat. He got fat. He, I, he's is, pretty, somebody he's pretty I, I couldn't tell if it was he, he, for I, the... He, I couldn't tell if it was for the role or yeah. just age got him because he looks half decent in Doom Patrol, but yeah. I don't know when they shot. It was a while ago, so yeah. I don't know. This is a film that takes place in 1954, Detroit. Yep, yep. So what do we what do we know about that? It's a fictional city. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the car that has no water that's problems. That's known for its <laughs> mythic vehicles. Yes, <laughs> they looked a little mythic. They were very. Uh, I forgot that cars were really round for a while. Mm. They were round and all metal and bulky and wouldn't. Den to be crashed into a brick wall. So nope. yeah. So they, this this is about gangsters stealing documents from banks, mm-hmm. stealing documents, getting paid, uh, harassing families. Is that what it's really about, though? It's really about quadruple crossing each other. Seriously, it's about who can you trust? Somebody set me up, and I'm gonna then turn around and find out who hired the person who set me up, so I can go after them and then set them up and get them paid, so they don't try to kill me. Randall. I think Dan's onto us. Shit. He knows we're, he, he knows the centuple crossed us. Oh yeah. no. Oops. But anyway, I think it's really cool. They, they go through a lot of the old parts of Detroit, which still look mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. and still have those same cars on oh, the streets. Oh, it looks authentic to the time. It yeah. was gritty. It was, but not like dim, like a lot of uh, <laughs> movies and TV shows will show older cities as like sepia toned. And this one showed it as if it was lit today. Just, through a fisheye lens. It was okay. really hard to fish watch. Fisheye lens. You, mm-hmm. it, just keep an eye on the center of the screen. You're fine. Yeah. If I crossed my eyes, it got better. <laughs> but, <laughs> the co- but the colors were great. Uh, there was a lot of sepia, but it still gave you splashes of color. Yeah. The insides of the houses looked really true to form. Yeah. Like They found yeah. some really old houses that still look like that and just like, hey, we're just going to use your house as is. Because there was a lot of that really creepy old wallpaper. Mm-hmm. and The film has some violence in it, but it's not super violent. The, the language, yes, it comes and goes, but it's not necessarily for kids. It's a slow film. It's a very slow film. It's really kind of boring in parts. It's rated you, R. You watch they're your, just driving around. You watch it for the acting and the, the dialogue. There's no green screen or blue screen. No. It's just action on the screen. Don Cheadle, for me, was just the key reason to watch. I was... Fully invested in what was happening with his character. I, no matter what happened, I, my eyes kept going to him. He's another one of those actors that's always working with Soderbergh. Is he? He is. He was in Traffic. Oh my god. Um. So it was Benicio del Toro. Hmm. Hmm. Um. But yeah, they've done a couple films together. That's least. phenomenal. A so, lot of people might know Cheadle now as a James Rhodes as War Machine from the MCU, but he's still got those chops, man. He'll... He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's he, been around a long time. He kind of started as a character actor in uh, Rosa. Benicio de Toro, kind of the same. Yeah. There's some really interesting, like John Hamm. He plays kind of oh, a sort Oh, that's of right. John Hamm's FBI, in it. Crooked FBI agent, maybe, kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. You don't know. He, he knows that, 
and we're not going to plot spoil a lot. But mm-hmm. We're going to say mm-hmm. he gets the money at the end. Well, someone's money at he, the end. He does. He does his job and returns it without question. And a little here's extra. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the the thank you is here. Pick any of those scotch bottles over there off the wall. Yeah. That's not too spoilery. I, th- Matt, I think people will see and go, ooh. Matt Damon was not believable. That's the only problem I have with his whole part of the end of the film. He he tries to play this hard, old, grumpy, like, hey, I worked in the, the automotive industry and left them because they sucked. And, see, and now I, I run the show. That's interesting. I took his role as an accountant who's just burned out and just wants to get his stuff done. It was getting right to the point and saying, I, I just want to go home. Here's the thing. Bop, 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 bop. All right, cool, great. I want to go home. That's how I took it. it was more of just a high up accountant who just was like, eh, "I'm done. I'm done with the the wackiness." He was the owner of the that zoo group. that he bought. <laughs> that too, but you no, know, there was an automotive industry group that mm-hmm. he ran, and they're the ones that it was a conglomerate of like three of the big manufacturers, Th- three to four. It's yeah. which is based in actual history, unlike the other episode, America the Motion Picture. Which is quote unquote based in history. Based on history, mm-hmm. not based in history. There you go. I agree with all these things. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> uh, actually, Randall, do you have a, an actor you couldn't take your eyes off oh, of, or did man. the fish eye throw you off too much? Uh, I couldn't take my eyes off of Don Cheadle. He was great. Benicio del Toro kind of bugged me. Matt Damon. I have a few things to say about him, but I'll 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 wait. You'll mm-hmm. reserve those. Mm-hmm. I will wait until it's time to spoil this thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I think uh, there was a lot of great actors. John Hamm wanted more of him. I felt like he he looked like he was uh, stepped off the set of Mad Men. Yeah, you know, he was right he back did. right back in it. And he, I was like, he uh, totally K- was. Kieran yeah. Culkin was the other name I couldn't quite Kieran grab. Kieran Culkin, yeah, I enjoyed him in that. Also the, known as Roman from the Billionaires movie, no se- show, Secession. 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 So my favorite character out of all this, uh, because she's totally trying to work every angle is oh, Frank's wife. That's a good pick. That's Frank's really wife totally pick. used everybody and to some people's surprise. Oh, Ray Liotta was, was Frank. Yes. I totally space that Ray Liotta, Liotta was in this. This is, this is a stacked movie. Folks. Oh yeah. yeah. He was not looking so great. He, he looks look better rough. than his Chantex commercials. That's, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, at least he stopped smoking. Oh, wink, good wink, for wink, him. Good for him. <laughs> he looked more human than those ads. Yes. <laughs> Like how much are they paying? No, nah, she was great. I, I, I actually gasped at some of the scenes she was in, and granted, I fall into every movie I'm watching. I don't ever spot the uh, disbelief is always suspended. I think you know we we've been talking about the film a bit. We we did enjoy a few beers, but we want to you know we have our favorite characters, and actually, Frank I think is one of the people. Maybe it's Frank that says this, but like self interest is the sincerest form of flattery. Like to me, it's like. That to me is is a most excellent. I really just want to care about myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and know that I got to take care of me. That is, and not quote. worry about all the other gangsters in the room. But I know Blake, you had a really interesting one too. I wanted to steal that, but I didn't. Since, since we mentioned uh, the, the actor, uh, Mr. Matt Damon had character had the line, "I did not create the river. I'm just paddling the boat." That feels really. It feels perfect for me right now, where I didn't make the situations I'm in. I didn't make the the world as it is. I'm just keeping afloat and trying to get to shore, man. That's it. Yeah. It also fits his character in my eyes. Yeah. I've got my quote that I like from the movie. It comes from Mary Wirtz. I would make breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> in, in context. It doesn't, it doesn't need context. That's such a good line. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm going <laughs> it's to a just normal Monday morning. I'm going to start bleeding from the eyes and just not comment on it. Hey, I love it. Yeah. Ow. At least she doesn't get shot in the head. What else do we want to say about this movie that feels like we just have to talk about? Obviously, everyone's talking about it. The, the, the fisheye. I, I like the pacing. Fisheye aside, I like mm-hmm. the pacing where it felt, it felt nearly real time, but skipping mm-hmm. where it had to. The format felt a little Procrustean. <laughs> a little forced? A little forced. A little crammed in. So my confusion with the film... A little Procrustean, if you will. <laughs> my, my confusion was based around... There are two subplots. One is the document, which was eventually gathered and stolen yeah. from the boss. Mm-hmm. And the other is the book. And mm. I thought they were originally just going after the book and not the document. That's what I thought. I got it that wasn't confused. clear. It wasn't clear. Yeah. The more I think about this movie, the more I, I'm actually disliking it. If I may play devil's advocate, from what I understand, the document became a plot when the job went sideways. Correct. It might be why I like this movie. I love heist movies because the job always goes sideways. Well, and the- this felt very, hey, it's a simple job. No big deal. Oh, no. Now we have to think on our feet and figure it out. And Well, he was, the dude was going to kill them all at the end anyway. Yeah. Regardless if they got the document or not. That was the plan. That's why he took his mask off when he went in the house. He's like, well, it's over now. But then, uh, thanks to things going sideways, yes. they now understand. They figured out we have to do what we can to save our backs. Yes. I think we like the film. I liked it. It's it's a little long. It's a little stretchy, but it has a good ending. An yeah. interesting ending. I'll name three heist movies that are better. The Christopher Nolan one, where they're Inception. That's Ooh, a heist movie, yeah, right? That's is. the heist movie of That's, all heist movies. It goes movies. wrong on multiple levels. Um, what What's another good heist movie? Uh, oh, what Heat. About, Heat? Oh, my God. Heat. Thank you. One more. I like the original Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven Ooh, was even like better. The Hold original, on. The original, 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 the Frank Sinatra, Sinatra? The Frank Sinatra one. Ooh, yeah, even that was better not than the, this. Not, Dan not the remake. The, yeah. the original one where mm-hmm. it's like it's really gangsters because right. it was like they were alive when it happened. Not yeah, you know, yeah, right. They weren't. Yeah, right. It wasn't nostalgic in any way. That was Correct. like that was happening. That was really happening. Oh, that's that's such an. Inch- I've never thought of it that way. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm tired that's of so Dan cool. winning all the games. No, he, no, <laughs> no one no, won he here. Did. Just think we off all, the top of my head. We all won. Such a good pick, though. Bravo. There. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Should we cut to commercials? Yeah, we should have a commercial, and then we'll talk about some beers. Nice. Let me open the the mailbag here. Oh, there goes that crow. Uh, we got one from Ronald's Arithmetic Association. Hi, I'm Ronald, and I I was in the the hit film No Sudden Move. I definitely lived to the end. Wink. Here at my arithmetic Rollage, we teach we teach uh, thugs, perps, punks, and gangsters how to do all the good arithmetic. You can count uh, stacks of bills in fifties, hundreds, heck, even hundred and fifties. And uh, if you get a double cross, we're going to teach you how to count down the days until you get revenge on your partner and try to double cross you, or triple, or quadruple cross you. That being said, we also have classes on how to quintuple cross somebody. Don't know what quintuple is, but I'm not made for arithmetic. I'm just made to teach it. That's a, that's a saying, right? The, those who can't teach? The guy in the booth's yelling at me, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm Ronald, and I teach arithmetic. Come to my arithmetic college. Thanks for hanging in there and listening, everybody. This is Dan, and we're talking about the film called No Sudden Move. This was a really interesting, long, drawn-out, I guess you'd say gangster drama. Yeah, yeah. Gangster drama era, makes sense. 50s era gangster drama. And uh, we had a couple of good beers with it. I don't know a Detroit accent. I'm refused to do Boston anymore. <laughs> okay. We had uh, the first thing that the first one that we had was a uh, Migration Brewing Patio Pale. 
ale. Now, yes. 5.8% and 55 IBU, really light fruit, well-balanced, uh, decent malt body that could carry against kind of this, not necessarily sweetness, but kind of the, the hit that's happening on all the fruit aspects. Really liked it. I think we all three enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. It, it had a number of... These good flavors. If I can ask a question, Dan. Yes. What part does malt play in beer? Like I hear about it a lot, and I always forget to look into it. But Malt's one of those words that just doesn't sound quite right. I thought it sounds like great. they forgot a few letters. Malting, <laughs> malt. You you use malt to make beer. Malt is a generic term for green. For half a second, I thought you were just stop it. You use malt to make beer. Anyway, <laughs> well, you too. You 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 use malt, and it makes beer. Okay, so basically, you have grain, and if you crush or dry the grain out, then crush it a little bit, and then put it in water at a certain temperature for a certain period of time. That's malt? That creates what's called wort, W-O-R-T. Okay, right, right, right. Malt is the grain. Malt is the grain. Is the crushed and dried grain? Well, it's just malt doesn't have to even be kilned. It can be raw anything. It just typically you use something that's been kilned or dried to a point, and then you crush it to open up the husk of the kernels from not the stems, but the, the little... You know, like the actual seed pot. Yes. Oh, I'm not sure if I ever knew that. And that, folks, is what you call science. Science. What's your What's your science name, Dan? It's Dan K. The Science Gay. Dan K. The Science Gay. That should be a segment on this show. Yeah, we could talk about weird, stupid things that I don't love that about. No, but beer. When it comes to beer, you are definitely a scientist. Yeah. Well, I've made a few, but as a home brewer, not a professional. I've, I, even though I have been paid, I've been paid once to make beer. So Hashtag I guess that makes brag. me, I guess that makes me professional. Maybe you're professional in, in something. A, all right. In a former Wink. life. Yes. When you have malt, you, the, the lighter, the roast, the lighter, the color, the darker, the malt color, the darker, the beer color. That's that basically sense. it. It's pretty straightforward. Very cool. The water. I genuinely forgot up. that. That wasn't me setting yeah. you up. Oh I, no, no, no. The, the like, color oh, yeah. of the malt is going to color the beer. The amount of sugars that are, or starches that are pulled out of, and proteins pulled out of the grains and the husks determines the sweetness. Oh. The amount of yeast eating and how much is left over determines the end, the original gravity, which is where the amount of sugars are when you add the yeast. And then Mm -hmm. the final gravity is how much sugar is left over after the yeast has eaten its bit. Final Gravity sounds like a great Soderbergh movie. I'd watch it. Well, there's so there's Terminal Gravity Brewing. Right, I know. Terminal yeah, and, right. and Final Gravity are interchangeable terms. They mean the same thing. Oh, man. That's What's so fun cool. about the Soderbergh movie Final Gravity is that Matt Damon's every role in it. He, he plays himself today, <laughs> yesterday, and tomorrow, all at the same time. Have any of you actually reached Terminal Velocity? I know. Hit Final Gravity? I well, have once, I, yeah. I, I hate heights. I oh, couldn't man. do it. Yeah. No. It's fun. On a plane, maybe, but... Oh, yeah, maybe on a plane. Well, I guess you're moving faster than terminal velocity. Yeah. What's terminal velocity? It's like when you fall out of a... It's when you're falling at the maximum speed you can fall. Maximum speed your body can fall. And I'm flop sweating, so I I want to change the subject. What about the second (laughs) beer, Dan? (laughs) Okay, so... I don't like heights or the ocean. (laughs) The second beer that we had in a bottle, not a can, the first one we had in a can... ...was actually purchased at Migration Brewing over on North Williams Mm -hmm. because we went Mm -hmm. there for dinner and I bought some beer there. The West Coast style IPA from Full Sail Brewing, which is one of their year-round beers. Both of mm-hmm. these are year-round from the respective breweries. Full Sail's out in the gorge, out on Highway 84, out there in a nice little quaint town. And they make really damn good beer. 
This was I out keep of hearing a, that. This was out of a variety pack that I got at Costco that had four different beers. This was the one that I had the most loved left over for us to enjoy while we watched the film. And it was actually a good West Coast style IPA. It's just a lot more heavy in the, the bitter flavor profile that has Cryo, Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Yukonaut, which is basically all of the West Coast hops. For the flavor of this one, if I had to pick a, a genre, quote unquote, I'd say most Zack Snyder movies, they're often a lot of slow motion. You can kind of sip at it and go, all right, this is happening. This is happening. All right, cool. Whatever. They both were good. My yeah, recommendation, yeah. and I think all of us would really suggest doing like the patio pale, something that's a little bit less heavy in alcohol, but something balanced that's going to hold up because you're going to want to sip. You're not going to want to just pound it because it's like it's a slow moving movie. It's it's really like you got to keep pace with the film by just not chugging it. Yeah. Any other styles you'd recommend with uh, this this particular film? Yeah. In case people aren't into pails. Yeah. So the other recommendation that I was thinking about would be finding a nice sour beer that's not funky. Oh, that's a good idea. Because funk is going to distract you, but a sour, something to <laughs> creak or something. Just a really nice kettle sour that's just going to pucker you up and make you kind of cringe a bit because the film makes you cringe a bit. That's true. I, I did cringe a couple of times. I, I saw Randall cringing constantly because... That fisheye lens. Oh, man. Yeah. And I was watching it from a not optimal viewing angle. <laughs> the whole thing was distorted. But it was fine. It was not bad. Um, I, have a, I have a beer science question, Dan. Why are some beers seasonal? So the only difference is some are made once a year or quarterly and uh, some are made year round. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right. The, the Blake version it's, is beers come and go with the seas. Oh, they do. As the leaves change from green to brown to dead and the snow washed over the land. Other seasonal beers. Ooh, I love it. Cross the land. Right. Should we Feel free to cut all this out. It's not really necessary. <laughs> no, leave it in. I love it. I think <laughs> Don't listen to him. He's a liar. So should we do beer name rename game? Let's do it. IMDb beer name game. Change something. So I think we're going to do the patio pale because that was the one I think we all really enjoyed. Yeah, so we're going to try to figure out a new name for this based on the few, honestly, few keywords for this movie. And then we're going to spoil the heck out of this film for you guys. Ooh, double games. Double games. So you go to IMDb and you scroll down the page of whatever film or movie or show or whatever you're looking for, and there'll be some words or circles around it. Under the storyline. Under the storyline section, and those are the keywords that people have submitted. Users have said, hey, this is a good one. And these are people who are members of IMDb that have logged in and have an account. You can do that yourself and add as many as you want. We try to take a beer and then randomly pick or find something that looks interesting out of the list and use that as the name of the beer. As it's it the official... Beer name of this beer for this movie. Correct. Which beer was it again? Patio Pale for Migration. Which we will rename Blake. You're up first. Mysterious Champagne. Mm. Ooh. Even though it's not champagne, but okay, whatever. I like that. Uh, I saw champagne at the last rain, second. Rain, rain, rain. I <laughs> you just know. rained on you, dude. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. This My umbrella. <laughs> this beer made me feel like a man in a car trunk. That's what I would name it. A man in a car trunk. Dan? I'm going to pick two <laughs> words that have no relevance because this film had a lot of misdirection. So it's going to be... HBO to- Max. No, Sorry. it's it's gonna, it's going to be Together Uncover or Uncover mm, Together. Mm. I think Uncover Together would work better. I'll tell you what this beer made uncover me feel Together like. Uncover Together is better, but I kind of like Randall's. Yeah. I was going to say this beer made me feel like a briefcase full of cash. There was a bunch of briefcases. For I know. I one. feel like I don't hate that for the name. Yeah, briefcase full of cash. That works. 
Yeah. All right, Randall, you won Nicely this one. done, Woo. sir. Okay. One of these days, I'll win one. Just you wait. Wait, we're, we're all menacingly. winners. We're all winners. We all win in the <laughs> that's end. Sure, that's we true. should all give trophies of beer to each other. And I'll drink my trophy now. Yeah, yeah. And now it's time for Dan's Spoiler Corner, where each of us try to spoil the film from, for you. But the truth is, only one of us is spoiling it. The other two are lies. Lies. But up, up, but up, up. Lies. Lies. <laughs> lies are great. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Spoilers. Don't, li- don't lie. Spoilers are, are equally horrible. Blake, do you have a spoiler for us? Oh, man. I cannot not wait to talk about how this links into the MCU. Uh. When the guys at the uh, the two leads at the end were talking to Matt Damon and as they're about to like give up the the, the paper, mm-hmm. a shield bursts through the door, hits Don Cheadle, comes back. You see Chris Evans as Captain America walk in. That what? was weird. And just say, that was weird. on your left, and then takes the document and leaves. I was losing my mind. So I can't weird. believe I had to wait this long to say it. Yeah. You know what? I lost my mind when I found out that uh, Steven Soderbergh asked Matt Damon to just be the same character from Talented Mr. Ripley. What? Um, I'm sorry, yeah. Mr. Ripley universe, uh, M- MRU. <laughs> MRU. <laughs> the MRU. The Patty, who is it? Patty Highsmith, the author yeah. of the book. Yeah, that was a good, I read that book. I remember, it's a great book. He was Dan, good in that film too. He was, so, it's an amazing So film. the most disappointing thing was at the end when Don Cheadle got shot in the face and fell back into the trunk. So we're going to just leave it at that. That was kind of horrifying. After after seeing the shield thing, that was really a, a depressing that we don't get to see him as both uh, Kurt and James Rohde. Yes. Well, I think it's safe to say that we might all be lying. Maybe. I don't know. You, you might have, have to watch the movie and drink a beer we recommend I with it. Know. Drink a briefcase full of cash. <laughs> drink there a briefcase go. full of beer. No sudden awesome. move. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thanks for hanging in there, everybody. Uh, as always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this recording are those of the hosts. And if you don't... Hydrate, you'll dehydrate. Yes, you will. They made me say it. None of them, none of these opinions are mine. <laughs> <laughs> He's at gunpoint like most of the people in the film oh are my at gosh. gunpoint the whole film. Too many people pointing guns in this movie. I, Just, I, I'm pointing a Nerf gun And not it. enough pulling of triggers. <laughs> it was, oh, it's so ridiculous. All yes. right. All right, thanks everyone. This is Dan signing off. Randall signing off. Blake says bye.